0: CONSPIRACY UNLIMITED, WITH RICHARD Serrett.
1: ON THIS EPISODE, JFK VERSUS THE DEEP STATE. 10 DAYS BEFORE HE WAS ASSASSINATED,
2: HE SAID PUBLICLY AT A PRESS CONFERENCE THAT OUR GOALS REGARDING SOUTH VIETNAM WERE TO BRING AMERICAN TROOPS HOME.
1: IF YOU ENJOY CONSPIRACY UNLIMITED, WHY NOT BECOME A CONSPIRACY UNLIMITED PLUS MEMBER? For just a dollar ninety-nine per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive, commercial-free episodes per month. Plus, access to my back catalog of episodes—that's over three hundred and fifty episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on "Gain Access to Premium Episodes." Again, go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on. Get access to premium episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today?
0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett.
1: Welcome to your Friday. Stephen Harris returns to the podcast for another installment in our ongoing series on America's Secret History. Stephen Harris doesn't get into the fine minutia of who pulled the trigger here. Was Oswald a patsy? Was there a shooter or shooters on the grassy knoll or in the Daltech building, etc.? Instead, Stephen focuses on the motives for Kennedy's murder and the forces behind the triggerman. Hey, Steve, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm
2: fine, Richard. Thank you very much. It's great to be back.
1: Let me ask you just in general. When researching this book, is there one thing that stood out as something that just completely shocked you or amazed you or angered you?
2: Well, I mean, I have to be honest with you. Almost all <laughs> almost all of it angered me um, because this is uh, my country and uh, the, the government of the country, not the people. The people are great. But the government um, since the 1800s uh, did so much. I mean, I think the... The thing that shocked me the most was the Federal Reserve and um, how it came to be and what it became. Um, uh, but uh, I had thoughts about the JFK assassination, RFK, MLK, 9/11, um, the Spanish-American War. But the but the ramifications of the Federal Reserve, which I know we discussed prior. Um, when I really dug into it and saw that the, that a private corporation had has uh the complete control of America of the United States of America that angers me um most of all from anything and um amazes me as well that they were able to and and still do completely and it's not a not an understatement completely uh fools the American public uh, and the mainstream media,
1: and and perhaps few few chapters in American history have had the lasting impact or effect as the creation of the Federal Reserve in terms of I suppose you could you could say enslaving Americans in debt essentially.
2: Absolutely, uh, the Federal Reserve, a totally private corporation with private shareholders, that. No one will ever know that we can guess um, uh, controls the American economy, our finances and currency uh, in direct uh, 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 contrast to what the United States Constitution calls for. The United States Constitution calls for Congress to be the only entity that can um, coin money. And yet the federal the Congress that that enacted the Federal Reserve illegally took that power away from Congress um, and gave it to the Federal Reserve, a totally private corporation. So yeah, absolutely.
1: We are gonna talk about JFK today, uh, but before that, there was an incident about a year before his assassination. It never came to be. In fact, we didn't even know about it until decades later, but it was a proposed false flag operation against the cuban government again this is the height of the cold war fidel castro is in power the cia is desperate to get castro out of power this false flag operation that was proposed by the joint chiefs of staff operation northwoods let's dive into that chapter shall we
2: sure operation northwoods is as you just said certainly a false flag um which People like me believe 9-11 was the Boston Massacre of 2013 uh, and many others. <clears throat> and it's it's just um, stunning to see what the United States government and the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the United States Army, is certainly the United, uh, part and parcel of the United States government, what they would do um, for these false flags. And this was back in 19, March thirteenth, nineteen 1962 signed by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, General Lemnitzer, um, just maybe uh, approximately eight months prior to John F. Kennedy's assassination. And the Bay of Pigs was a failure. And the CIA and the apparently, obviously, the Joint Chiefs of Staff were preparing to um, get us into war with uh, Cuba and to to get back into Cuba. And they proposed in this document, which the subject is the justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. They proposed, among other things, they could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba. These are all points to begin a war with Cuba to, to overtake it. We could develop a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area in the United States. We could sink a boatload of Cubans en route to to Florida, real or simulated. We could foster attempts on the lives of Cuban refugees in the United States. So the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Lemnitzer, was saying in the Operation Northwoods document that we could commit terrorist activities within the 50 states. And there were many other things. They They were saying we could land friendly Cubans in uniform to stage attack on Guantanamo base. We could capture Cuban saboteurs inside the base We could start riots near the base main gate. We could blow up ammunition inside the base, which of course could, could conceivably kill U S soldiers. We could blow up ammunition, burn aircraft on the base. I mean, this is an unbelievable and outrageous document that is part of the U S history. It was only it was obviously back in the 90s when when bill clinton was president he allowed uh, the pentagon to release uh, many confidential secret documents and apparently the operation northwoods document was mistakenly released as well uh because this is um i mean it's mind-blogging they could capture and i'm just reading from this document they could capture militia group storming the base We could sabotage ships in Guantanamo Harbor with large fires, naphthalene. We can sink ships, United States ships, near the harbor entrance and then conduct funerals for mock victims. I mean, it's it's wild. And this was Operation Northwoods, and it shows at least to me, and it should show to basically every American, of what the United States government is capable of, to carry out, in, to, to get their end, to get what the government ends are. And of course that includes, which we could discuss today, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which got us into a full-scale Vietnam War. It could include 9-11, which uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss in the future, Uh, on this podcast that where there is scientific evidence that shows that there's no way that the fires and the, uh, and the aircraft, uh, banging into the twin towers was the cause of the twin towers collapsing. Uh, the 2013 Boston massacre and, in uh, at the end of the Boston marathon. I mean, these are, these are things that, that operation Northwood just shows what the United States government is capable of doing.
1: And I I guess it was uh, only thanks to John McNamara, the uh, defense secretary. I don't know if it, do we know whether this proposal made it to the president's desk or was it basically nixed by McNamara?
2: No, it made it to the president's desk and we don't know what John Kennedy would have done, but we do know that Bobby Kennedy, his brother, the attorney general, convinced him, not to allow
0: it
1: right um one of the things the more outlandish schemes uh, that was proposed and i don't know if this is apocryphal or whether it has been verified whether it's in the document that you have but around this time in 1962 astronaut john glenn was being uh, was preparing to be the first uh, astronaut uh, or the first american to orbit the earth and uh, they were even suggesting, that is the architects of Operation Northwoods, that should anything happen, and again, this was pretty risky, sending a man into space in those days, should that rocket explode? They were going to find a way by, by hook or by crook to blame John Glenn's death and the explosion on the Cubans.
2: Well, I have to admit I never heard that. But it, uh, when you look at Operation Northwoods, Can it surprise you that it's almost certainly true? I I mean, the CIA and the US Army armed forces without a doubt wanted and needed Cuba back in the American fold. And they were doing anything and everything to achieve that goal. Um, And you'll find out later in this interview uh, that, that one of the things that John F. Kennedy was doing which apparently caused his death, was uh, to negotiate with Castro to get relations between the two countries back to normal. And uh, this was totally against what the CIA and the US Armed Forces wanted.
1: That is certainly uh, my understanding as one of the motives for taking Kennedy out was that he, it, there was a perception that he was soft on communism Although uh, I mean he, he showed a pretty iron will and a very steady hand in dealing with the Cuban Missile Crisis when Khrushchev put Soviet missiles uh, off, offshore in Cuba. Uh, that could hardly be perceived as being soft on communism.
2: Yeah, I mean, that always had me puzzled how the, the CIA uh, tried to to show, jfk as being as you say soft on communism i mean that cuban missile crisis uh even though jfk and bobby knew that there was almost no way that the russians were going to go to war uh, against the united states uh it still showed that 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 john was just um totally pro-american and anti-russia and so that always amazed me as well richard
1: so let's talk about. Uh, let's lay the groundwork, I guess, for, for Kennedy's assassination, because my my feeling is that the moment he was sworn in, um, th- that th- that it had already been decided that he had to he had to be taken out because he was perceived by the uh, the national security state, this almost permanent apparatus that Kennedy was a national security risk as far as they were concerned he had to go would you definitely. agree with that
2: definitely um, understand that the the deep state always virtually knows who is going to be president prior they have goofed in the past and as we've already covered they goofed on on uh, uh, President James Garfield Um and they probably goofed on on Truman as well, but I have no proof of that. Um, and that's not in America's Secret History because I can't prove it. But they certainly uh, goofed on John F. Kennedy because Richard Nixon was supposed to be the president of, of the United States. And what they didn't count on was that about a, two weeks before the election, everyone knew, everyone, insiders knew that California was the key to the election. And Joe Kennedy, John's father, uh, who at the time was extremely powerful, um went to California and uh secretly met with the head of the mafia, I forget the name, uh in California and guaranteed them that if they helped John Kennedy win the presidency, that John and Bobby would not interfere at all in their operations. And that was one of John Kennedy's big, um, uh, biggest faults was was that during his presidency, uh, and Bobby going after the mafia that really hurt them both. But that, but Joe going into California and asking the mafia for help and promising the mafia without John's knowledge, John or Bobby's knowledge, um, that almost certainly. Enabled John Kennedy to take Florida, uh, California and win the presidency.
1: And there's also, of course, Sam Giancana in Illinois. Uh, supposedly, uh, in certain precincts, the the story goes: uh, he, Sam Giancana ordered his minions to throw ballot boxes into Lake Michigan. Yes. Uh, and and that I don't know if that was the difference, but the the uh, although Kennedy. Won by a large margin in the electoral votes, it was something like three hundred and three to Nixon's two hundred and nineteen. The the popular vote was razor thin, one hundred and twelve million, or sorry, one hundred and twelve thousand. Which you know that's that's uh, a couple of precincts in in a large city. Uh, maybe yes. that was the difference in Chicago, right there. But that's uh,
2: correct. That's correct. And and so the deep state, the powers behind the. Uh, the scene behind the government uh, were shocked. Without a definitely that uh, uh, Kennedy won, and uh, so yes, he was he was targeted almost from the beginning, as you said.
1: Well, so the, there's the first um, motive for uh, his assassination. If if you believe as I do that certainly organized crime was they were recruited uh, by this hit. Hit Squad. So you had Sam Giancana's um, mob family, basically betrayed by the Kennedys after doing them a favor at the behest of, of Joe Kennedy. All of a sudden, Bobby turns around and starts prosecuting organized crime. So uh, he obviously Giancana felt totally betrayed. Um, also, you had a lot of mob owned. Casinos in Cuba before Castro came along, and they desperately wanted those properties back.
0: Exactly. So,
1: so that that that's certainly a good reason for the mob to want Kennedy taken care of. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other players in the deep state. Let's talk about um, Alan Dulles.
2: Well, I don't get into Dulles specifically in in America's Secret History, but what I do get into is is that. Um, Uh, there were three reasons, big reasons for a coup d'etat, which, uh, uh, Kennedy's assassination was. And, um, the first one was, uh, Kennedy was negotiating with Khrushchev for a nuclear disarmament treaty. And on June 10, 1963 less than five months prior to Dealey Square, Kennedy's death. Kennedy addressed the graduating class of American University. And he said, every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward. War makes no sense in an age when the deadly poisons produced by a nuclear exchange Would be carried by wind and water and soil and seed to the four far corners of the globe and to generations yet unborn. I'm taking this opportunity therefore to announce two important decisions in this regard. So Kennedy I'm going to go on but Kennedy was actually telling the powers that be in the government and behind the government that he was going to end the cold war and that's so uh, significant he said, he, he further said, I take this opportunity to announce that the Chairman Khrushchev, myself and Prime Minister Macmillan, and I have agreed that high level discussions will shortly begin in Moscow, looking toward early agreement on a comprehensive test ban treaty. Our hopes must be tempered with the caution of history, but with our hopes go the hopes of all mankind. Our... <clears throat> To make clear our good faith and solemn convictions on the matter, I now declare that the United States does not propose to conduct nuclear tests in the atmosphere so long as other states do not do so. We will not be the first to resume. Such a declaration is no substitute for a formal binding treaty, but I hope it will help us achieve one. Nor would such a treaty be a substitute for disarmament. But I hope it will help us achieve it. So roughly four months prior to November 22nd, President John Kennedy was telling the powers that be that he was conducting negotiations for a nuclear disarmament, which was totally against everything that the deep state was striving for. Vietnam, we had advisors in Vietnam, and they obviously, as we'll see, wanted to escalate the, the uh, uh, advisors into a full-scale war with United States, with 500,000 United States troops involved. And he was telling the military-industrial complex that there would be no more nuclear arms, that the billions of dollars that was going to be made was not going to be made. This was monumental. I mean, this was extraordinary. And um, so this is, to me, the biggest reason, although there are two others, as we'll get to. But this, to me, was the biggest reason for John F. Kennedy's assassination.
1: Right, and I'm just thinking about that nuclear disarmament proposal and You, you, uh, I'm sure, are a, a fan of Stanley Kubrick's um, *Doctor Strangelove* or <laughs> *How I Stopped Worrying and Learned to Love the Bomb*. And yeah. the uh, the the character in um, I, that, that's played by Slim Pickens. I'm not sure if it's the Slim Pickens character or George C. Scott's character that is, remember that line, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Uh, (laughs) But one of those two was supposed to be, I believe, a takeoff on U.S. Air Force General uh, Curtis LeMay, who is often described as being a total, uh, you know, talk about a a hawk. He was uh, the most hawkish hawk in the history of the United States. They called him bomb happy. He never met a nuclear bomb he didn't love. Mm Mm-hmm so i'm I'm thinking that, as Curtis LeMay in the Pentagon is hearing that speech at American University, uh he's just like so he's just scything with with anger, he's seething rather with anger, probably cracking walnuts with his bare hands
2: <laughs> yeah i I mean, presumably I don't have this in American secret his- America's secret history because I couldn't prove it, but presumably Curtis LeMay. Was in the autopsy room, um, in the hospital when JFK's body uh, was returned to to Maryland, uh, to DC, but it, but in Maryland, um, and observing the um, with with a smiling smile on his big smile on his face, uh, the fake autopsy that was um, that was done. Uh, yeah, there's 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 no doubt about it. Um, you're right on, spot on.
1: More of my conversation with Stephen Harris, the author of America's Secret History, When Conspiracy Unlimited return.
0: we <music>
1: Here's Colleen Forgus, our Full Script Dispensary Manager and Nutritional Therapist. Hey Colleen. Hi Richard. Tell me about Hair, Nails, and Skin.
0: Well, we have a product from Pure Encapsulation, which is called Hair, Skin, Nails Ultra. And what I like about this product is that it contains collagen,
1: and that's a big buzzword, very beneficial for all of those, the skin, hair, and nails and some other natural vitamins and nutrition. Biotin, for example, is one that's included in this product. And it's great for just making sure we're taking the best care as we can of our hair, skin, and nails. Hair, Skin, and Nails Ultra. And that's available at my Strange Planet Full Script Dispensary. All you need to do is visit strangeplanet.ca and click on the Full Script Dispensary button and register. Don't forget, all orders receive 10% off, and orders of $50 or more ship for free. These products have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your healthcare provider.
0: Richard has tiny talking insects living in his sock drawer. We have bags, and we are living in Richard's sock drawer. <laughs> Conspiracy unlimited. Doc, 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 with Richard Serrett.
1: Stephen Harris is here. We're talking about the various motives for JFK's assassination. So the other thing you talked about was the withdrawal of, of troops uh, from South Vietnam, American troops, which I think were about 16,000 at that time. But as you say, they wanted to ramp that up from about 16,000 to half a million. Uh, and so along comes Kennedy's National Security Action Memorandum 263, which was gonna take things in the opposite direction rather than increasing troops, they wanted to withdraw um, a considerable amount of those 16,000.
2: Definitely. On October 11th, just uh, roughly six weeks prior to November 22nd, um, when he was killed, uh, Kennedy issued NSAM, National Security Agency, Memorandum 263, as you just said, stating that a phased withdrawal of all United States troops was to begin with 1,000 troops exiting Vietnam by the end of the year, and then all troops removed by the end of 1965, all U.S. troops removed by the end of 1965. And on November 12, just 10 days before he was assassinated, he issued publicly, this is important, N.S.A.M. 263 was private but 10 days before he was killed he said publicly at a press conference that our goals regarding South Vietnam were to bring American troops home. Nowhere for the first time did he mention victory which is a turnaround from all prior remarks and so the powers that be again saw that President Kennedy was going to be bringing his troops home ending America's participation in Vietnam this was this was tantamount to treason to them because they this was what exactly the opposite of what they aspired to
1: one of the uh, the arms manufacturing companies that stood to lose perhaps the most was bell helicopter we all remember all of those movies and tv shows about the war in vietnam and these the uh, the bell helicopter would come and land in the middle of a rice paddy and all the 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 troops would jump out and so forth i mean that was that was bell and bell helicopter's (laughs) bread and butter yes yes Uh, so that that um certainly must have had them again seething with rage memorandum 263
2: Absolutely. And um, what you should also know, what all our, our listeners should know, is that two days prior to Dealey Square, so on November 20th, just two days prior to, the, to uh, allegedly Lee Harvey Oswald independently assassinating the president, two days prior, senior cabinet members and all military officials met in Honolulu and issued OPLAN, that's O-P-L-A-N, 34A, which was intended for presentation to the president, apparently not the current president on November 20th, which called for intensified sabotage raids against the North, utilizing Vietnamese commandos under US supervision. Quite significantly though, these plans were not shown to Defense Secretary McNamara, who was JFK's principal cabinet member, uh, who, who backed him completely. And Kennedy's withdrawal order was being sabotaged, obviously, by plans to ship out soldiers who would do for rotation anyway. So Oplan 34A was totally against NSAM, the, the presidential executive order, NSAM 263 just two days prior to his assassination.
1: It's almost as if they knew Kennedy wouldn't be around to enforce the memorandum, so they were going to do what, it, what they wanted anyway.
2: You got it, Richard. That's exactly what this is. This is, uh, it's, it, it's, it's in, indirect proof that the government of the United States knew that President John F. Kennedy would not be around to adhere to this memorandum.
1: Uh, So let's move on to another motive. We talked about his proposal, Kennedy's proposal for nuclear disarmament. We've talked about Memorandum uh, 263. Uh, Now there's, of course, another motive which involves the Federal Reserve.
2: Well, I I don't have this in the book, I don't believe. But there's no doubt about it that John F. Kennedy was a direct opponent to the federal reserve. And he was thinking along the lines of Abraham Lincoln's greenbacks. He was thinking that, and and the reason it is not in America's secret history is because it could not be verified. Um, But only facts that are verified appear in in America's secret history. And yet it is true that, uh, JFK met with uh, the Federal Reserve president and the Federal Reserve got the uh, the notion that JFK was considering um, gold back currency, and which was, of course, against, completely against the Federal Reserve, what the Federal Reserve wanted.
1: Right, right. Uh, executive order, One 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 zero. Uh, I they they were uh, certificates. uh, They were backed by silver, actually, Um, silver bullion. And as you say, yes, this was exactly the same thing that Lincoln had tried with his uh, greenbacks to circumvent the central bank. And um, these would be certificates backed by silver bullion. So obviously, that's that's an a. Um, that's an affront to the Federal Reserve. Um, I mean, I do affront the
2: Federal Reserve, Richard.
1: You're in trouble. Exactly, exactly. I, and I, I don't know how far Kennedy was intending to go with these silver certificates. Was it his aim uh, to ultimately uh, bypass the Federal Reserve entirely or? Was he just sort of floating a trial balloon with these silver certificates? I don't know.
2: Well, I didn't know either. And as I say, that's why I did not include it in America's Secret History. But um, there's no doubt about it that it was a thought on his part. Um, He is uh, knowingly the only recent president who has gotten these thoughts and who has uh, seen the Federal Reserve as it is, although we know President Trump uh, has had quite uh, uh, quite a few run-ins um, with Powell, um, uh, uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell, uh, regarding what the Federal Reserve has done. But uh, Kennedy's was the, basically the only time that we heard that a president was thinking of um, silver-backed currency in direct um response to what the Federal Reserve wants
1: yeah it would be curious to know how many were in circulation and um, I believe that they were in fact in circulation until about 1968 so five years uh, after the executive order was issued and then uh, I guess it would have been Johnson or or maybe Nixon who who pulled the plug on the silver certificates
2: well well Nixon and I I believe that that this is one of the reasons Richard Nixon was was president. Um, Richard, in in 1971, uh, did what the New York Times uh, referred to as Nixon shock. He completely eliminated the gold backing from America's currency, giving the Federal Reserve complete control of um, being able to issue money, uh, which they have done since 1971, in the trillions. Um, I believe it was four trillion in 2009 uh, to uh, to relax the um, 2008 federal uh, uh, recession and now it, it uh, with the pandemic stimulus plan I think it's another three million so at least seven million between those two and in the interim I'm sure it's up into the 10 to 20 trillion dollars that the federal Reserve has, uh, in quantitative easing, has uh, a released currency into the American economy uh, because of the Nixon shock in 1971.
1: So, when we describe the uh, Kennedy assassination as a coup d'etat, um, why, I mean, and you've, we've talked about other attempted coup d'etats, we, we talked about Lincoln his assassination as being an attempted coup d'etat It wasn't successful because Lincoln the other the other members of Lincoln's administration survived and of course uh, um, Andrew J- Johnson um, mm-hmm. the vice president became president and so the the the, the deep state element involved in, in Lincoln's assassination were not successful in completely taking over the executive branch because Lincoln's vice president survived yes um, so, but why do we call the Kennedy assassination a successful coup?
2: The government completely changed. In on on November twenty second, by nineteen sixty five, every American soldier had to be out of Vietnam. By nineteen sixty five, most likely, Khrushchev, Macmillan, and Kennedy would have arrived at a total nuclear disarmament whereby there would be no more testing of nuclear arms and no more proliferation of nuclear arms. And what we haven't touched on, Kennedy was negotiating with Fidel Castro for a complete uh, detente where the two countries would be having normal relations with one another and presumably part of the negotiations was that Castro would give the United States reparations for all of the property that uh, US pro- American property that American financiers lost in Cuba when Castro took over in 1959. And so <clears throat> this is what the entire establishment deep state saw and um and this is why kennedy had to go
1: stephen how do we get a copy of america's secret history how the deep state the fed the jfk mlk and rfk assassinations and much more led to donald trump's presidency
2: amazon.com bnn.com just go to america's secret history I would like to say, do I have another few minutes, Richard? Yes. I would like to, to uh, summarize why Kennedy had to be assassinated by the establishment and the deep state by reading a portion of the book.
1: Do yes. I have that? Yes, please, please do.
2: John F. Kennedy was the first U.S. president since Abraham Lincoln to alienate the office from the forces of the military, big business and the money powers. He was becoming almost totally autonomous, utilizing the presidency for what he felt was for the betterment of the country. Detente with the Soviet Union and Cuba would have proven disastrous to the military industrial complex, especially when it came time to escalate hostilities in Vietnam. A limited nuclear disarmament pact with the Soviet Union would have made the domino theory of communist containment a lot less likely for the American people to swallow, meaning potentially billions less in military spending and profits in the decades to come, and far less control for the military. These same forces must have been horrified at the prospect of a friendly communist Cuba, especially the president of the United States negotiating peace with a leader they were trying to kill. A coup was the only alternative. With either Vice President Lyndon Johnson's direct participation or his coercion into cooperating the government of the United States of America changed hands immediately. With LBJ sworn in as president, the born Air Force One. Almost as soon as Johnson deplaned and entered the White House, America's war activity in Vietnam increased and detente with Cuba and the Soviet Union ceased to exist. A perfect plot involve a communist leaning and pro-Cuba activist Lee Harvey Oswald, place him six stories above an open presidential motorcade with a high powered rifle with additional firepower assistance or not. It didn't matter and swear in a puppet president to execute a 180 degree turn in Kennedy's American foreign policy. They had destined Vietnam as the next Korean war machine, a war to test their various new weapons. They would pour the country's money into it in order to drive up the national debt and their profit, issue the huge contracts for the necessary war materials, and encroach their military bases and warplanes even further into Asia with almost total control over the southeast portion of the continent, the wealth and strategic power would have been staggering. From the June 1963 commencement speech at American University to NSAM 263 to his potentially favorable conversations with Castro, JFK's treasonous actions had to be silenced, eradicated, and his policies reversed. A simple assassination would have been completely ineffective if LBJ had not cooperated. And by his actions concerning Vietnam, Cuba, and the Soviets, he certainly did from the moment he took the oath of office. Could the mafia have gotten to LBJ, Castro, the Russians? Could any of them have delivered the president to Oswald and or other gunmen? On the grassy knoll in an open motorcade. No, only the CIA, the FBI, the Secret Service, and/or the Pentagon had the power and the immediate need to pull it off. Kennedy was after peace; it would become his legacy. But the real power in the country lay in the military and the CIA, and they effectively totally changed America's American history in the latter part of the 20th century. As Peter Janney writes in Mary's Mosaic, they had killed Jack because he and his ally in peace, Nikita Khrushchev, was steering the world away from the Cold War towards peace, thereby eliminating the military industrial complex, complex's most treasured weapons, the fear of war, the fear of communist takeover, and the manipulative use of fear itself. The Cold War was about to end and with it the covert arm of the Central Intelligence Agency. The agency would have been all but neutered, its funding and resources cut, its menacing grip on public opinion exposed and eliminated. It also meant the eventual curtailment of many of the defense industries, including the proliferation of nuclear arms. There would have been no war in Southeast Asia or Vietnam. That too was about to end. A rapprochement with Fidel Castro in Cuba was on the horizon. Both Jack and Fidel wanted a lasting peace. The point, though, is really not if JFK would have withdrawn from Vietnam or would have reached a taunt with Russia and Cuba, significantly reducing the perception of a red menace. It is that the United States government, from Vice President Johnson, to the CIA and FBI, to the cabinet, to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, The NSA and all of his advisers, they believed, that's the key word here, believed that President Kennedy was heading in those directions. Short of praying for a loss at the polls in the 1964 election, their only course of action and a deterrent was a coup d'etat.
1: All right. Uh, We will leave it right there and we will pick it up next time with the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. Stephen, always a pleasure. Thank you.
2: I'm there, Richard, and it is a pleasure.
1: Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a few moments to share a few details about an upcoming episode. One tablespoon of ESS-60 from C60 EVO helps keep me pain-free, energized, and mentally focused. And I'm sleeping so much better since I started taking ESS-60 back in November. ESS-60 is the consumable form of C60, the miracle molecule discovered by Nobel Prize winning chemists in the 1990s. ESS-60 is a mega antioxidant, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. Check out the Paris study, a peer-reviewed scientific study online, where ESS-60, suspended in olive oil, was fed to rats. The rats fed ESS-60 lived almost twice their normal lifespan. I can't sit here and tell you I'm going to live to be 112, but I'm 56 and I haven't felt this youthful, energized, and pain-free since I was in my 20s. ESS 60 from C60 Evo. If you want to discover the benefits of this amazing miracle molecule for yourself, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the link for C60Evo.com. And don't forget to use the code RS1SPEC when ordering, and you'll receive an additional 5% off. ESS 60, the miracle molecule from C60 Evo. It's changed my life discover what it can do for you. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA and is not intended to cure, diagnose, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your healthcare provider. Coming up next time, food safety advocate Jeffrey M. Smith reveals shocking facts about how genetically modified organisms, GMOs, entered our lives. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now.
0: A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com Blow your mind. That is all for now.